0: Welcome to another episode of Wiley's World Sports Debate Podcast, and it's your host that does the most amazing men of the hour, more uncut than your favorite porn scene, with a better jumper than the long-range sniper Steph Curry, more clutch than Tom Brady down 28-3, halftime with the Super Bowl, and the greatest of all time, like one, Michael, Jeffrey, Jumpman, 2-3 Jordan, it's your boy, Chad of the God, I'm back, I'm live in the building today. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a wonderful Thursday. A wonderful Thursday, man. It's been—it been, was a great Wednesday night. I got to sit around the house. <laughs> I enjoyed some basketball. I got to watch the uh, Celtics and Jazz, and I got to watch the Houston Rockets, and I got to watch the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Now, before I get into this, 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 this show, before we dive into these topics. I just want to say something. Jason Tatum is a bad motherfucker. That's a bad motherfucker, man. Jason Tatum is top five. Stop playing with Jason Tatum, man. Stop playing with Jason Tatum. I seen... No, I'm not even going to talk about it. I ain't going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it today. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I was going to talk about it before I started this show. Because I seen what Nick Wright posted on Twitter and it made my skin curl, made my skin curl, not crawl, but my skin curl, it was, it was. Ugh. we're not going to talk about it, but Jason Tatum is a top five talent in the league, and I watched him last night against the Utah Jazz, he put up 33, he wanted the ball every time they came across the half court line, he demanded that ball, and man, when I tell you Jason Tatum, he, he reminds me so much of a Paul George, he reminds me of a longer version of Paul George. And that is not a bad comparison in the slightest. But before we talk any basketball, let's go ahead and get into some sports. Let's talk some NFL. And let's talk about one of the biggest news news, uh, breaks that just happened. Tom Brady, Adam Scheffler, said that there is a very, very strong chance and he would be shocked if Tom Brady actually returned to the New England Patriots. Now, for some reason, y'all feel like y'all are, oh, y'all, y'all should be shocked or surprised that Tom Brady isn't coming back to New England. He's, he's, he's been there for 20 years, all right? At some point, I mean, would you thought he would want to play for the organization forever? It's not like Belichick is a fun coach. Did you, and, and then this morning I got to watch Get Up, right? I got to watch Get Up this morning. And Bobby Carpenter on the show says, you know, he remember playing for Belichick and they were getting ready to play a team in the dome. It's 60 degrees outside, pouring rain, and he, Belichick tells the guys, hey, we're going to go out and practice in this because we got to get ready for the elements. Taking the unnecessary hard routes. No guy, you know, wants to play. With someone like that for for 20 years? That's like like asking him to remain in prison for an additional three years. All right. Also, Tom Brady has to get the monkey off his back. Okay. And what I mean by get the monkey off his back is this. No matter how you look at it, no matter how you put it, Tom Brady is going to go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. But he will always have one asterisk beside his name. And the asterisk is going to be there because he did it under Belichick. Now, if Tom Brady goes to another franchise, to another organization, turns it around, gets the Marine, pulls a Kawhi Leonard, then he's the unquestionable greatest quarterback of all time. To this day, people question if Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And that's understandable. Every debate deserves to be questioned. Okay, But Tom Brady has to be able to prove to people that he can win a championship without Belichick. I don't need Belichick. The win I can win a championship without Belichick. If he can prove that, again, the unquestionable uh, uh, greatest quarterback of all time. Now, the Patriots also, they have not even attempted to reach out to Tom Brady to discuss a contract. Now, they have until March the 12th after that. Uh, no, at Mar- March the 17th, uh, March the 17th is when the contract voids. After that, Brady's a free agent. He can sign anywhere. And there are actually rumors and there's a little buzz going around from certain individuals. All right. And they have told me that Brady's actually excited and ready to hit the free agent market. So, for the first time in his career, and first time in his 20-year career, Tom Brady will be a free agent and i and i and i, and I knew this was going to happen i told you guys this at the beginning of the year i said that tom brady will be a free agent this year he won't resign in new england what does he have left to prove in new england he's giving you what five, five six championships what, what 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 else does he have to prove guy went in the seventh round back up worked his way to the top You know he—he's literally. I mean, the New England Patriots has dominated. If you want to say two decades of NFL, you can say two decades of NFL. And we're talking about same coach, same quarterback, same system, same system. System only gets better over time. Now the teams are interested in the services of Tom Brady. You have your Tennessee Titans. You have the Oakland Raiders. You have the Los Angeles Chargers. There are some talks of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There are some whispers from the New York Giants. And there is a plethora of of other teams that are also interested in the services of Tom Brady. Now, if I'm Tom Brady, the best situation that you want to put yourself in I think at the age of forty, turning forty-three, you want to put your situation yourself in a situation where you're not playing in cold conditions, you're not dealing with a lot of uh, cold conditions that you're playing in, and that you're keeping your body healthy as possible and upright as possible. The two teams or three teams that come to mind, or you could say four teams that come to mind when, when, when we when we when I mention those those uh, factors. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the only thing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that they have great wide receivers. Offensive line isn't all that great. And Tampa Bay is not a team that is one player away from being a Super Bowl contender or being a a, 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 a conference champion. Like I, I just don't I don't see it with them. All right. Also, you have the uh Las Vegas Raiders, as you as you wanna call as you want to call them. Okay, Derek Carr has been there for a while, and I think at this point, Derek Carr, his time and with the Raiders is up, all right? They want a guy, and you know, you know what, you know how, you know how Oakland operates, man. They're like that old quarterback, you know what I'm saying? So, Tom Brady playing in Vegas makes a lot of sense, okay? You also have the Tennessee Titans that has a lot of deep roots with the New England Patriots, with Tom Brady seeing the coach, you know, also played with Tom Brady, <laughs> okay? And then you have the uh, uh, the L.A. Chargers, but I think with the L.A. Chargers, I think that Lennon is so on Tyrod Taylor as his starting quarterback. I don't see them going out and getting a quarterback. I don't see them drafting a the quarterback. I don't see them going out, and, and I I honestly got though. And if they do draft a quarterback, I think it'll be second or third round. I think they're going to make Tyron Taylor the quarterback the starter. I think they're going to give him two to three years, and in that time, I think they'll draft somebody low, maybe mid-third, maybe, maybe like a Jake Farm or some Jake Farm, some someone, someone like that. All right. Tom Brady has those teams, those, and he has those teams in those situations as options. All right. The best option, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm going to the Colts. All right. They're already ready-made. They got wide receivers. They got tight ends. They have an offensive line. They have a backfield. The defense is decent. All right. Indianapolis is a team that is literally a quarterback away. Now, I kind of feel like that's kind of stepping on the toes of Jacoby Brissett because Brissett only had, if you want to be honest, one season to prove that he's the starter in Indianapolis. And I feel like Maybe, this is just my personal opinion, that they're pulling the cord too quick on Jacoby Brissett. But the Colts will be a good fit for Tom Brady. And that that would that would offer him the best protection. He'll play in the Dome for half the season. And his body will be able to stay upright and healthy. But like I told you guys at the beginning of the year, I told you, I said this guy, Tom Brady, is leaving New England. His trainer... Him and his trainer sold their houses earlier before the season began. I told you then. Tom Brady is leaving New England. I called this. All right? So let's go on to the next topic. And the next topic we have here, we're we're going to talk a little bit of contract talk. And uh, we talked about Dak Prescott the other day. We talked about his contract situation. And, you know, they're getting close. To the deadline for the franchise tag. I honestly God, my prediction for Dak Prescott. I honestly God, I am predicting that Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott will not come to a mutual agreement on money. And I think that the Dallas Cowboys will apply the franchise tag on Dak Prescott. And I think that we expect Dak Prescott will sit out. But I think that Dak Prescott is going to go out and play. I think he's going to play under that franchise tag for a year, and I think he's going to I think he's going to demand a trade at the end of the season. <sighs> that's my that that's my prediction for for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. I know it doesn't make sense, but nothing ever does. And if everything if everything made sense, with well, what you actually honestly truly believe, then we'll all be psychics. But I honestly believe that the Dallas Cowboys are not going to give him what he wants. And if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I am not paying Dak Prescott no more than $30 million a year. He does not deserve anything more than $30 million a year. What have you done for me? We're not talking about what you, we're not talking about personal performances. We're, We're talking about, are you leading this team to the playoffs? Are you getting us there? You are, you've already paid your running back. You gave your running back the bank and he produced nothing. If you give Dak Prescott the bag, if you make Dak Prescott the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, you will suffer. The Dallas Cowboys will hit rock bottom. I'm telling you, he's not going to live up to that contract. And most quarterbacks that get paid before the Super Bowl, before the ring, never live up to the contract expectations. They never do. They never do. You don't give him the bank before the ship. You get the ship, then you get the bank. That's the way it always went. Remember when Joe Flacco had that phenomenal postseason run with the Baltimore Ravens? They gave him the Brinks truck. And by them giving him the Brinks truck, they couldn't bring nobody else in. All right. Got rid of him and look, boom, back in the playoffs. When an MVP quarterback, shout out to my boy, Action, MVP Jackson, because I was calling him that all year. When people were arguing me and telling me that Christian McCaffrey was going to be an MVP, I remember you. For those of y'all who told me that Christian McCaffrey's going to win MVP, don't think I forgot about you. I remember you. People really were sitting there arguing with me on social media like, man, why you got to be a hater, man? Christian McCaffrey about to win MVP this year. I'm like, Action, MVP Jackson. That's his name. That's what we call him. I don't call. I don't know who Lamar Jackson is. You call him actually MVP Jackson. That's his name. Y'all were telling me Christian McCaffrey's gonna. I think I forgot. I ain't forget. All right. But back to these contract talks, and I want to. I want to talk about the upcoming contract of one of the biggest NFL names in probably soon to be or is currently the face of the league, Patrick Mahomes. Now, his GM, Brett Veach, said at the uh, NFL Combine on PFT Live, and this is what he had to say about Patrick Mahomes and his upcoming uh, contract. He said, I think the cool thing about Pat and his agent is they realize he's going to make a lot of money. No one operates in the sense of of taking the extreme team discount. But Pat is also very cognitive of wanting to be in a place like Kansas City and win a lot of Super Bowls. There are some things to help the team to make sure there's always uh, talent around him. It'll take some time, but it'll get done. What that sounds like to me, Brett, is that you want Pat Mahomes to take the homeboy discount. It sounds like you want my Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, MVP to take a hometown discount. That's what that sounds like to me. Now, I might not be a man that might not know a lot of things. I might, I might have been born that night, but I was not born last night. Patrick Mahomes does not deserve to take a discount. Patrick Mahomes should should, should offer at least. The, the, the contract starts, the talk starts at 50 million. If I'm Patrick Mahomes, when I sit down next season or we sit down this all season, and we're talking my contract, don't talk to me until you start at $50 million a year, period. No quarterback has, in the history of the NFL, we have never seen a quarterback do what Patrick Mahomes has done over a two-year window. Two-year window, two years. We've never seen that. Tom Brady didn't do that over two years. Peyton Manning didn't do that over two years. I mean, accomplish the feats that he accomplished. Two years. Still got Travis Kelsey in his prime. Still got Tyreek Hill in his prime. Sammy Watkins. Damon Williams. They have, they have a great system in Kansas City. There's no reason why they can't go back again. My contract talk, talks do not start until we start at 50 mil. Somebody has to set the standard when it comes to contracts and when it comes to, to guaranteed money. Okay. And I don't think we've really had that NFL player that sets the standard on how much money or how much guaranteed money you're supposed to receive in an NFL contract. And I feel like Patrick Mahomes could actually do that. If I'm Patrick Mahomes, $50 million a year, and we're not talking, don't come to me unless you got a minimum of three hundred mil guaranteed. I need all of it. I need all of it. And y'all might say, man, them numbers are astronomical. Them numbers are ridiculous. 200 mil is enough. No. You, you tell, tell me tell me right now, if, if I decide not to sign this contract and I walk away, how many teams would be interested in Patrick Mahomes? Every single last team in the NFL would blow his phone up. You know it. I know it. He knows it. You got more leverage than anything. Contracts talks don't start until we we add 50 mil. 50 mil a year and nothing minimum to 300 mil guarantee. And if that's astronomical, call it what you want. But somebody in the NFL has to set the standard. The NBA players are getting their money. The MLB players are getting their money. Hell, even the NHL players are making their money. But the NFL players are always getting shitted out of their contracts. Set the fucking standard. That's what I got to say today. You set the standard, and you make them pay you. You make no complain to bring Chuck. And I I know some of y'all may say, well, if Patrick Mahomes, let's say he gets this ridiculous contract that you're offering, right? So he gets all this money. What about the talent around him? Tyreek Hill just signed his contract, right? Right? Okay. Travis Kelsey is at least secure for another two years. And it's not about securing talent around you. You you should be able to plug and input uh, input pieces. You have the most important piece, which is a quarterback with an arm. Somebody who won't quit in the full quarter. Did you not watch the Super Bowl? He put his body on the line. That is something that Cam Newton did not do in his Super Bowl run, and that is what cost him his Super Bowl, his championship. He wasn't willing to put his body on the line. In the biggest stage, when the lights were the brightest, when, when 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 it shined the brightest, Patrick Mahomes came back and won the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. He also did it the entire playoff run. You name me another quarterback that's doing that. None. So I don't understand why this man shouldn't get the bank. Don't worry about the talent around you. You make your money, and everything else will fall in place. That's how I feel about it. Make your money, get your bag everything else will fall in place because you got to secure you. If you go out there, if he goes out there next season, God forbid he has a career ending injury, what happens? Well, what, I mean, what, what, what does it get? It's not like the NFL has something set up for that situation. You're on your own. And a lot of times some of them guys may have to pay that money back. So, no, get your money, get paid while you can. Don't take no hometown discount. If they won't give it to you, go somewhere that will. You're a winner. You're a champion. And I am that high on Patrick Mahomes, especially after seeing what I've seen this season. I'm that high on him. Lamar Jackson, excuse me, action MVP Jackson. Yeah, he's the MVP, but I think the best quarterback in the league is Patrick Mahomes. No disrespect. no disrespect at all y'all know I'm a huge Jackson fan no disrespect at all but let's go on to the next topic we're gonna talk about the new NFL the C the, uh, the CBA agreement that they are disagreeing on and then this is this is crazy so for those who don't know what's going on the NFL players are not a lot of the the NFL lead players the leaders in the NFL. They are not agreeing with the new uh, CBA agreement, okay? And this new agreement is is just ridiculous, all right? So, Russell Wilson tweeted out, uh, The NBA and MLB are doing it right. Players come first. All NFL players deserve the same. We should not rush the next 10 years for today's satisfaction. All right, that's what he tweeted out. Alshon Jeffrey agreed with him. Uh, Teron Armstead said the N- NBA and NHL get 50% of the revenue. The MLB, they get 48 to 52%. And the new CBA agreement is going to give the NFL players 48 to 48.5% uh, revenue. And Adam Scheffler tweeted out that that was high. Trevor Armstead came in and pretty much said, uh, no, sir, you're incorrect. All right. Alan Robinson had, a, had, a, had an issue with the uh with the new agreement. He wants to remove the franchise tag. All right. Cameron Jordan had a disagreement with the 17-game schedule and not having at least two games off. You know, they don't want to give you another game off. They, With the new agreement, they want the players to play 17 games. Um, they were going to cap the earnings at $250,000, but they decided uh, that they're not going to cap them at $250,000, and instead they'll be able to earn as much, you know, as they can on the field. On top of that, again, 17 games. You only get one game off, so only one a week, not two by weeks. All right. And Cameron Jordan had an issue with that. And um, Marquise Pouncy and the Pouncy Twin Twin Brothers, Pouncy Brothers, they uh they both did not agree with it. Um, they said a lot of us shouldn't agree with it. Um, he said this while he was live on. I think he was on a, doing a video. He was riding his truck. Um, he was talking about the the new agreement and saying that he don't agree with it. And what a lot of people don't understand is that this agreement is very important because this sets up, this is for the future generation, all right? This is for the future, the, fu- the future athletes, the future players. This is what this is for, okay? This is not for Aaron Rodgers and these guys that are, that are for today. These guys for 10 years down a row, this is going to be in effect for 10 years, okay? So everything that they do when it comes to this, it has to be, pretty, uh, it has to be perfect. You don't want to leave any gaps, okay? A lot of what I seen when I read the new CBA agreement, and it, it is a, it is a mouthful. I'm not seeing the the amount of money that these players are receiving. I mean, ten years from now, how much how much is a hundred thousand dollars? I mean, honestly, let me let's be real. Ten years from, I mean, right now, a hundred thousand dollars may seem like a lot of money. Ten years from now, a hundred thousand dollars might not be a lot of money. You know, with the way that People are, are, are coming into uh, fame and wealth and riches thanks to the, the social media, thanks to the internet. Not saying that people are not talented, just saying that more talented people are being found, and more people are actually being there. Uh, there are more people coming into wealth than there are going poor nowadays because people are understanding the, uh, the meaning of hustling, working, you know, going out there to get it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. With that being said, if the older players don't agree with it, then I think it is it's a serious issue and it needs to be taken seriously. All right, um, for what like I said, from when I read for the new CBA agreement, I didn't agree with like ninety percent of it. Um, they're gonna have to fix, I think, with my end the finances. The issue, the other issue I had was a seventeen game schedule. I'm not understanding what are we extending the NFL season out for. Player health should come first. Okay. That's my understanding. Two, I think there should be because because the NFL, and this has always been my issue with the NFL. Because the NFL is such a brutal sport when it comes to contact, when it comes to being hit. They have to set up something for, for retired players. Okay. To the point where and I know they said they were going to offer free care hospitals. No, these players need to be compensated, I think, by the league until the day they die. They should be able to receive something for the years that they put their body on the line. Now, I understand that other sports may not be doing this, and I, I don't know the extent of other sports are doing this, but the NFL needs to do that because this is a contact sport. And I understand that guys know what they're signing up for before they sign up. I understand all of that. Duh. But at the end of the day, you got guys that are walking away with CTE. You got guys that are suicidal. Most NFL players really don't make it past, like, 55, 60. Like, they don't make it that that long. You don't see NFL players in their 80s, 90s, 100 years, hundred. Year, you know what I'm saying? You don't see Bill Russells in the NFL. That's the point I'm trying to make. You don't see Bill Russells in the NFL. You really don't. Jim Brown is maybe our dinosaur. Earl Campbell. But, you know, those guys... I mean, of course, age took their time. But, I mean, those guys' bodies were breaking down way earlier. Way early. Way early. So, man. Let's go ahead and jump into our last topic. Our last topics for today. I want to talk about the Houston Rockets. Now, Since the Houston, the Houston Rockets played the Memphis Grizzlies last night. All right, they won one hundred and forty to one hundred and twelve. Russ and Harden combined both for sixty-three points. Harden had thirty, and he set out the fourth quarter. The duo combined had forty-six points uh, by halftime, uh, and the score was seventy-three to forty-seven by halftime. Westbrook had another technical foul. I want to talk about this, man. The NBA has to chill out. With the ten with, with with how these refs are calling text, they're taking away from the 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 entertainment aspect of the game. Like I understand if a player is just being outrageous in text, but I mean the players can't communicate, they can't talk, they can't they can't their chest, they can't high five on the court. Like, what kind of NBA, what kind of game of of basketball where you can't say nothing. Like, this isn't the 1920s. This isn't the 1930s. This is 2020. Like, players are going to chirp. They're going to talk. That, as a fan, is what we pay money to see. This is why I pay my cable bill every month. is because I want to see Russell Westbrook talk shit on the NBA court. I don't want to see Russell Westbrook going around high five people, getting texts. I mean, honestly, what can you say on the NBA court and not receive a technical foul for? I remember back in the nineties, in order for you to get a technical foul, you had to pretty much like body slam somebody through the scores table. Like you had a Ron, like I pretty like Ron Artest, and received two takes for all of that. Like <laughs> for that malice at the palace, Ron Artest received two ticks. But the second take came after you know they they finished fighting. Then that's when the the first take came. You know when they when they started throwing punches, that was the first take. That was when they got in the stands. The rep blew the whistle the second time for the second take after the whole fight. You know what I'm saying? That's when the red went out and blew the second take. <laughs> so with that being said, man, we gotta lighten up in the NBA a little bit, man. With these with the, with these with these calls and these and, and, and these technical calls, man. Let these guys play the game. I want to see, see Russ Westbrook talk shit. Hell, I want to see James Harden talk shit. I want to see him hold his nose when he dunk. Like, Ray, y'all be doing too much, man. Chill out. Like I said, in, in Westbrook and the Houston Rockets, they're playing phenomenal ball, man. They, the small ball lineup is working, and I don't think that every team out there is not going to be able to stop it. I feel like the L.A. Lakers have the personnel to stop it. But it's going to require LeBron James to move from the point. So I feel like if. Because even though AD is seven feet tall, AD can get up and down the court and he plays defense. Okay. If you take away. I feel like you put AD at the five. Kuzma at the four. LeBron at the three. Danny and Rajo. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know. I feel like the LA Lakers could somehow, somehow, in a way, tweak that lineup and match up with the Houston Rockets. But right now, they're feeling themselves. You know, they're in the fourth, fifth. They're in the fifth spot. They can be the fourth. They, they, they're in the fifth spot, fifth or fourth spot. I can't remember. But the only issue I have with the Rockets is this: everything looks good right now. Russell Westbrook, he driving to the hole. He bumping his chest. James Harden is playing back a little bit. You know, not holding the ball so much. Taking taking the shots here and there. Kind of playing the backseat role. Everything is working in Houston. Everything is fine. It's all Andy, 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 Danny, everything. But it's a thing that always trips up the Houston Rockets. No matter what, there's one thing that always trips up the Houston Rockets, and it's called the postseason. For some reason, James Harden, and no disrespect to James Harden, he is an absolute killer. He is a monster. He is a scorer. He is a machine. He is a three point specialist with a PhD and behind the line. But I'm telling you right now, in the playoffs, in the playoffs, there is a thing called the postseason bug that James Harden gets diagnosed with. Every postseason, all right? And this postseason bug eats him up. It enables his ability to go to the line. It enables his ability to score. It enables his ability to hit three-point shots. I don't know why he catched the postseason bug. But he does every single time. That's my only issue. That I have. With the Houston Rockets. You don't know what kind of James Harden. You're going to get in the playoffs. And also. There's another person. On the roster. That also catches the bug. In the postseason. He goes. By the name of Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. In the postseason, love him to death, a monster, attacks the rim. He is what Derrick Rose would have been if Derrick Rose would have never got injured. If Derrick Rose would have never got injured, he is what Westbrook is today. In the playoffs, Westbrook has this little thing in the postseason where he does not like to pass the ball. Where he takes a lot of shots. Where he misses a lot of shots. Where he gets exposed. And I know one team right now in the playoffs. And I know one person right now. That if their team gets in the position to play Houston in the playoffs, they go home. And y'all know who I'm talking. Dame time. Dame time. No matter what's going on, no matter what kind of system you got, that damn time will kill him. <laughs> that damn time will get him. Last thing before I hop off this mic, man. Last thing before I hop this mic. The Utah Jazz. Let me, let me talk to these Utah Jazz fans for a minute. Utah Jazz fans, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about the buzzer uh, and Utah game too deep, but I will say Jason Tatum is a bad motherfucker. I said it to begin with. That brother destroyed it. Also, Donovan Mitchell in the in the second, he had 20 points in the second quarter. I mean, everything was in the was to the basket. I, you have to watch Utah to really understand Donovan Mitchell. Like he don't look like a killer, but that brother is a killer. I guarantee that boy. Hey, hey man, is a kill. he was slicing and dicing through that. Boston Celtics defense, but they had no answer for Jason Tatum, who was just in his own zone, all right? But I want to talk to the Utah Jazz fans. Listen, Utah Jazz fans, why the hell were you booing Gordon Hayward last night? Why the hell were you booing Ennis Cantor last night? For some reason, fans have this thing now, and this really started happening when LeBron left Uh, Cleveland went to Miami, left Miami, went to Cleveland. When LeBron started doing all of that, this is when this whole boo the athlete, when they come back, things started happening. Utah, you ought to be grateful that somebody like Gordon Haywood was on your roster. You ought to be grateful. All that booing that you did last night was uncalled for. It was uncalled for, it was disrespectful, and it was stupid. Like, you had, like, the man asked for a trade, he gave you seven years. Uh, uh, multiple All-Stars, a couple of playoff appearances, in and in a, in a playoff series win. What more did you want from Gordon Hayward? What more did you want from him? Yeah, it's Utah. It's not even a destination place. Who, who, have you ever went to somebody, has somebody ever came up to you and said, hey, bro, I'm going on vacation. Where are you going on vacation? Oh, I'm going to Utah. No, who goes to Utah? Who? Just me, me I, I don't even get it. How do y'all even have a fan base? You got the audacity to boo somebody. Like you only on television three four times a month, two times a month. Like you only got televised games like twice a month. There's nothing to do in Utah. You cannot show your body in Utah. It's cold. It's cold up there. Snow and ice. This man suffered in a frozen tundra for seven years, and you have the audacity to boo him Every time he shoots the ball. Every time he tries to play. Every, every, time, he, every time he takes the ball. Bruh. What are you doing? He didn't LeBron James you. You Utah. Stop it. And that's all I got to say, man. Listen. It's your boy, Channel the guy, man. This has been another episode of Wiley's World Sports Debate Podcast. Make sure y'all tune in, man. We are live. I'm going to start going live every day again, man. Make sure y'all follow me on all social media platforms at Channel God. Make sure you follow the show, SoundCloud.com, slash Wiley's, W-I-L-E-Y-S, World, uh, for all the latest shows, updates, et cetera, et cetera, as well the audio waves. We're also on iTunes, Google Music. We'll soon be on Spotify as well, too, so make sure you follow the show, man. This has been another episode of Wiley's World Sports Debate Podcast, and until tomorrow, peace.